Dynasty Fantasy Football doesn't take a week off, and neither do these guys. All the information you need to stay atop your league for years to come. This is the Dynasty Heat Seekers. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to your Tuesday night live stream of the Dynasty Heat Seekers. I'm your host, Bryce Frazier. And as always, I'm joined by the one and only Anthony Leone. How are we doing today? I'm doing good. I'm not as handsome as you, Bryce, but I'm still here. I'm doing well. Brad came out with that comment last week, and that was, it's too good. Brad's always so nice. He doesn't give himself enough enough credit at all. But they, you guys did a great job last week. I did watch a little bit of the show while I was on vacation, and it is good. Brad's a great host. He's been doing it longer longer than me, so the transition is probably way smoother. I know he hasn't really been on this show very much, so that was probably different for him. He usually is doing like some defense, or I'm sorry, Debbie Leagues and IDP League stuff because he's a wizard at that. But overall, it was, a, it was a great show, so it was good to see you guys get that filled in. But today, we have a pretty a fun show, so we are going to go over undervalued running backs. Now we have gone over like buy low candidates, like in the past. So there's some guys that are still on that list. I think that was previous to the NFL draft, if I remember correctly. So there might be some guys on there that have, that there will be some guys on there that have recently been drafted that we think are undervalued and, and things like that. But before we get into it, I think we should go ahead and get into some of the more recent news. So we won't get into the actual actions of what we think about it, just how it affects us fantasy-wise is the Deshaun Watson stuff. Obviously, he had another allegation that came out and it went over some more graphic details, I guess. It definitely did. But uh, what, is it, what does that do for you fantasy-wise? Are you ranking him different in your dynasty leagues, Leonie, after all of this? Yeah, I think, he, I, in my opinion, he has to drop a little bit. I think there's more public pressure. He even came out today, made a statement himself, just further pushing this narrative that there, there is more public pressure on the situation and the team may not take action. The league may, uh, he, he may miss time this year. He may miss time next year. Uh, and that's even if he is never found guilty of anything. So, yeah. So I, I think for sure in my own personal rankings, he would fall a little bit, but it is still a little too soon to say. There's still a lot of information we need to find out. So it's just one of those things you just kind of have to keep a close eye on. What do you think, Bryce? Yeah, so there's one thing about this now that that is very interesting, and that's that the actual Texans organization has been now looped into this lawsuit, right, to where now they're defending themselves. Now, Deshaun Watson's a millionaire, and millionaires get great lawyers, but the Texans organization, that's billionaires. Now you're getting, like, the best of the best. There's going to be – I mean, like, I'm just saying his side – his side, I think, improves from them getting dragged into it. I hope the truth comes out and, and everything gets settled. But I don't – it does affect his dynasty rankings barely for me. I had him at the bottom of the Tier 1 category anyway. So I don't really drop him into the Tier 2. There might be some guys at the very, very, very top of the Tier 2 category that I might – like, or the very bottom of the Tier 1 category that I might put up above him. And you – you asked me a good question before the stream, and it was like, a guy like Dak. Would I take Dak over Deshaun Watson? <sighs> right now, probably, just because of like how everything's hot and heavy and, and all the pressure that's on it, like you just mentioned. And Dak's a great fantasy asset. I'd have to still think about it. Like I, I make that decision quickly right now on the stream because we don't I don't have time to ponder it, but I'd like be looking way more into the situation and, and, and things like that. So 
yeah, it, it, that's it's an issue that we have to keep an eye on. And, and there's going to be more and more news that comes out on that. One thing to mention before we move on is the NFL has already said that they're not going to make any decisions on Deshaun Watson until it is taken care of outside of the NFL, which might take a year, two years, who knows? So that, that could change. But as of right now, I don't unless I hear something, I, I don't think the NFL is going to do anything prior to the start of the season. He might. He might be good to go. He might not. I mean, it's it's just so up in the air right now. So, And the other thing I want to add real quick is I, I've heard some people say, oh, I would never roster someone on my fantasy team that did X, Y, and Z. And in my own personal opinion, it doesn't matter who they are, what they stand for. Our rosters, they don't really roster these guys. Right? It's just stat lines. So it's just which player is going to produce the stat line that is favorable for your league settings. Right. That's it. It has nothing to do with who they are, what they believe, who they voted for, if they vote or not. It's completely irrelevant, completely. So right. just go by what you think is going to happen on the stat line that's going to give you more points on your team. And it, ultimately, it doesn't matter who or how you get those points. The stats are going to be there either way whether the guy goes to church or not or likes diet Coke and you don't. So that's the way I stand on all those things. Yeah. I, I will say when, when it comes to things they've done outside of the league negatively, that doesn't matter to me when it comes to winning and fantasy, but there's sometimes I'm like, I want to acquire a guy that I like to watch. Like I, I will say sometimes I do that. I'm, I'm not, not going to lie. I haven't as recently because I'm a Patriot fan and there's really nobody worth watching <laughs> on that fantasy value. I like watching the team, of course, yeah. but there's nobody worth overpaying on that team. But, you know, if you're a huge Joe Burrow fan and you want to overpay a little bit, like nobody's going to blame you because he's a top level guy. But I just just like that, like and Antonio Brown, I never had a problem rostering him. Joe Mixon had that thing in college. I'd roster him. So it's like, yeah, I agree that we're rostering points, not not morals. Right. So. Yeah, and then the second thing was OBJ. So we've kind of heard a ton about OBJ in the offseason anyway. <laughs> nothing really concrete. Leone has pointed out that the the, the the Rams are really wanting him back, and they would have had him back right now if it wasn't for a salary cap. So obviously they've extended Cooper Cup. They extended Aaron Donald. They signed Allen Robinson. They're addressing everything else. Maybe OBJ feels a little disrespected. The path to targets might not quite be there anymore where he might still want to show that he's got it. I, I, that's what I think the issue is. I think he wants to prove that he's still got it and get a decent amount of money because he did ball out when he did go to the Rams. He was having a great game in the Super Bowl before his injury. That's my thoughts on OBJ. Do you, what, what are yours? Yeah, I mean, the, the Rams <laughs> chief operating officer today or recently in an interview said that if they didn't have a salary cap, they would have already loved to sign him. And look, I grew up a 49er fan. And I used to remember the 49er teams before salary caps. Bryce, you're probably a little bit too young to remember those days. But it's like, if they wanted someone, you sign them. You bring them in. And I see that the Rams, they want to bring him in. And I do think that this hurts Allen Robinson's value a little bit. I think of all the teams in the league, the Rams are most likely to sign Odell. And I think the only person that really hurts is Allen Robinson. So I do think Allen Robinson takes a slight hit in rankings. We just talked about him last week on our show as being undervalued. I still think he is undervalued, but not as much as a week ago. 
based on this new information that came out, my own personal opinion on this matter. I think it's a huge hit if he signs with them. Well, I no, 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 no. I understand that. But I'm saying uh, just, just the news. Just, just the, the news, news today lowers it a little bit. Yeah. Right. Okay. That Yeah, that's that's fair. I, I think there's quite a few teams still in play for for uh, OBJ. I think the, the Ravens, Patriots, Packers are all teams that could easily use him and, and probably afford him. Actually, the Patriots couldn't afford him. So let's take them out. The, the Packers and Ravens could afford him. So those are teams to keep an eye on for, for him as well. So at, that's pretty much it for the, the news and notes. So let's just go ahead and jump into the buy lows or the undervalued running backs. So sure. you go ahead, you go ahead and start it off. Sure. Well, my, my favorite guy that I'm trying to acquire everywhere I can is James Robinson of the Jacksonville. I always say the team name wrong. Jag, Jaguars. How do you say Jaguars. Jaguar? I say Jaguar. How do you say it? Jaguar. Yeah, Jaguar. Yeah, Jag and then maybe Wire. Jaguar. Wire? I, I, I was told you're not supposed to say Wire. It's like Jag you are. But I, I can't ridiculous. say it right. I, I know. I Maybe people in the comments can help us out. Yeah. But yeah. James Robinson, he's, he's, he's 23. He's turning 24 in a couple months, but he's only 23 years old. He's a restricted free agent next offseason. He's proven he can be a running back one in the league. And yes, this season he may be on the wrong side of a committee, but his current ADP as of June 2nd, which is where we got the sleeper information from, is RB42. And I just, even in a committee, he's going he's gonna to blow that ADP away. And with his age, with him being so young, I mean, I, I can't imagine that you're not going to be able to get more value out of him than a RB42 overall. And and next season, let's say he doesn't sign with the with the Jags. Let's say he he does something like James Conner did. I mean, James Conner was kind of in a similar situation, maybe even a little bit older. And he's re, he's gotten so much value after he went to his new team. And I think James Robinson is young enough and able enough to do the same thing just as James Conner did, maybe even better than James Conner did. So I just think he's he's an incredible value at this point. And I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, Bryce, because we have not spoken about this off air. Yeah, that's true. James, I agree and I disagree. I think James Robinson is low right now, but I think he'll be lower throughout the season. I think you, you nailed it when you said he's going to be on the wrong side of the committee. Right. And I think that his value is just going to continue to go down to where you can even get him cheaper throughout during the season. Like say you're you're halfway through your season, even if you're not, like you're not a contender yet, or if you are, send a third rounder for 2023 or fourth and try and get the backup running back for for Jacksonville who could be on a new team and the absolute a starter for for your for your team the following year. Travis Etienne is getting a lot of traction in camp right now. He's apparently looking very good. He obviously he's already gelled with Trevor Lawrence from their college days. They spent the 33rd pick I think in the in that draft for him yeah so they're gonna use him James Robinson is they're paying him almost basically nothing compared to the rest of the league and they didn't spend any draft capital on him like they probably don't feel like they have to use him at this point he's, he's not really a like a fan favorite either so he doesn't like, like James Conner had that that Pittsburgh fan favorite hometown like went to college there beat cancer like he almost had like like I went to their game and I swear I saw more James Conner jerseys than I did Big Ben 
Ben Roethlisberger when he played that one. The uh, it was his second year there. Like he was a fan favorite, and and people don't think, but it does put some pressure on teams to play players when they when they kind of deserve it because James Conner didn't do bad. Like he was serviceable, and that's what he is. He's an average running back in the league. And when he's on teams that give you a good touchdown upside or PPR value, like the Steelers feed their running backs like crazy. Big Ben was a check down artist. And now the Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury sticks to the run game and he'll run it. He'll, he'll They're inside the three-yard line. He likes to run run the football with an option with Kyler Murray or James Conner. I'd like to see James Robinson land in a similar value, or a similar situation maybe the following year. So I think he is rated too low, but I think he'll be even lower throughout the season. So yeah, overall, and I, just, I mean, I, I just agree. can't, I can't agree with you saying he's average. I mean, he's he's shown that he can be one of the best running backs in the league. No, no, I'm uh, saying James Conner was average. Oh, okay, fair enough. Sorry, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. James Robinson, I'd put him above average. Okay, fair enough, fair yeah, enough. Okay, we're yeah, on the same. Right up, we're on yeah. the same page then. But in, in that sense, why couldn't James Robinson then, when he's on a new team, have the same sort of trajectory, just like James Conner did for the Cardinals? <laughs> I mean, James Conner landed like a perfect situation, I would say. Like, there was no competition really for running back. Chase Edmonds wasn't proven at all. So, like, James Conner would have to land – or, I'm sorry. James Robinson would have to land, like, I think a team, like, especially if nobody works out for them this year, like, the Dolphins could be really great, like, for James Robinson potentially next year. Like, there's not any guys there that have really proven to be great it's good. also where like, Chase Edmonds went. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So they're literally doing exactly like, like yeah, I, I see. I see. They what might you have mean. some guys that are good this year, but if they bring a guy that has proven to be good on a bad team that can catch the ball out of the backfield, can run the ball, and he lands there, if two is even decent, they have all the they, they can't stack the box with those receivers. So the, all the opportunity is there if he lands in a similar situation to a team that could potentially have really good touchdown upside, like. James James Conner doesn't have great touchdown upside off like on like he doesn't have like a lot of PPR value. I'm sorry on on any other teams like other than yeah. No, I, I see what you mean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sure. So where Robinson okay. does that. All right. Well, we kind of agree, kind of disagree. That's okay. That's yeah. a good way to start the show. I like that. Okay. I'll start with with my first one. I know you disagree because we talked about. Or no, no, no. I'm sorry. That would be the second one. Oh, so okay. Saquon Saquon Barkley. He's ranked kind of high. I, I've got some bigger name guys in here that I think are these first two of these first three. I think could be top ten running backs this year. So Saquon Barkley is in the sleeper rankings is running back thirteen. And listen, I get it. Like the past two years have been horrible for owners. Like injury. The team. The, the whole team has been injured. The offensive line's bad. All that, all the, all the excuses are out there, and all the they're, they're valid ones, if you ask me. But when Saquon Barkley's on the field, he's the best talent on the offensive side of the ball. They, the Giants have have addressed offensive line this offseason, so that can't that hasn't gotten any worse. If Kadarius Tony can stay healthy, if Kenny Galladay can stay healthy, if Dan, Daniel Jones can stay healthy, I think that team can be okay. And James, uh, I'm sorry, Saquon Barkley was great when they were bad, still. So. If he can stay healthy, the PPR upside's there, the, the talent's there. He has all the tools to be a top 10, top five back. He, it wouldn't surprise me to see a guy like him, like, number one. Like, you saw Saquon Barkley's name at number one, it wouldn't surprise you if he's healthy. So, uh, with a guy that's ranked 13th, that's right out – that's basically running back two range. That's, that's a high-end RB2 at that point, outside the top 12. I will take him all day as, as a low-end wide running back – 
two or sorry, lone running back one that has the upside to be a top five talent in the league. So that's my excuse for Saquon Barkley. He's got to stay healthy and hope. I think this is the year that he does it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't. I don't know for sure if he stays healthy, but I agree with you with his ADP at where it is, <clears throat> and the upside you're getting in a player like him. They're just commanding the backfield. I, I can't name another player on in their backfield. I'm not even sure the coaching staff for the Giants can. I mean, they're just going to give Saquon yeah, the ball, and I'm assuming I'm I'm assuming he's good to go. We'll have more information in the preseason with how he looks and whatnot. But yeah, I think I think his value right now is at an all time low. Maybe maybe before his rookie season. Maybe it was a little bit lower, but I remember when he came into the league, correct me if I'm wrong, he was he was at a higher ADP than 13, even as uh, a rookie. Yes. He was top right? 10. He was top 10 yeah. as a rookie, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah. So I, I know yeah, in redraft, I mean, is, he was taking top, he was taking first round in some redraft leagues that year. Yeah, this is basically the lowest you could ever get him for. Even when he was hurt in prior seasons, he pretty much retained mm-hmm. that value. I think this is the lowest I've seen him, and I agree with you 100%. This is definitely a, a good buy. So, yeah, I agree with you on that. All right. Well, it's starting off great, but it's not going to stay that way. So go we're ahead gonna, and get to your uh, second. Gonna go get, get to your the, second guy. Are we going to get off the rails here with my second guy? Yeah, I uh, totally disagree here. I, I don't know if you're going to disagree after what I say. Okay, we'll see. So my guy here, second up for me, Naheem Hines, RB57. I can barely count that high. 57. How many running backs are ahead of 57? So he's <laughs> oh 56. He's he's look, he's 25 years old, so he's still young. He finished last season as running back 48. And the front office, the coaching staff, admittedly said, Hey, we did not use Naheem Hines enough. We ha- we did not use him enough, and we are gonna use him this year. And I think that as a desperation flex option, you could use him. I expect them to use him more this year. He's a very dynamic player. Reminds me of of Tariq Cohen. I mean, he's like he can catch the ball, make a play in the blink of an eye. And I think even if he has another down year, just like he did last year, he'll finish higher than RB57. So I think it's a pretty safe bet that you're not going to lose value but you probably will gain value. So that's why I chose Naheem Hines here, just because I think 57 is just way too low for someone of his profile. Bryce, did I sell you? No, 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 no. No. I don't think he's ranked ranked too high, though, either. Like, I think he's ranked appropriately. Like, there's a couple of guys below him that I think I'd rather have, and there's a couple of guys above him that I think I'd rather have. Some guys, I, I didn't write some, down some names above him, but some names below him, I wrote uh, Marlon Mack is one, I believe, and Khalil Herbert were both two guys that I would rather have. So, and then I, there was a couple of guys above him too, but Naheem Hines averaged seven points last season. He had two games above 10 points the entire year. So yeah, he's a desperate, you, you nailed it when you said he's a desperation flex play, but what value does that really add to your roster? Like, At I worst. Rather, yeah, a desperation think, flex play at worst. I think at worst is going to also his at best. Like, that's his at best. He's not – yeah. Okay, so this is a good point because I was going to mention this. So, Optus Schneid said Frank Reich, Reich said he would draft Naheem Hines in fantasy. Okay, so what coach is going to say he wouldn't draft his player in fantasy? That's what I want to know, right? It's like, not about who would say that, it's, but who would go out of their way to say question. they would take him? He, he was asked the question. 
he was asked that question. Like he was asked, "Would you draft Naheem Hines in fantasy?" And he said, "I would draft him." Well, yeah. Well, he could. Well, he could have said. He could have said. He's not gonna say that. He could. He but he could have said something like, "Well, of course," and then leave it at that. But the organization has already self-admitted that they didn't use him enough. Okay, Naheem Hines averaged seven points last year. It wouldn't surprise me if he averaged eight. So yeah, cool. Like that doesn't really add much to my roster i would rather take a dart throw on some of the guys i mentioned behind him like i I don't care about the points per touches like i don't think that i don't think he's gonna get a significant amount more touches that's that's my point like if naheem hines if if jonathan taylor wasn't there there would be a different that'd be a different discussion like naheem hines isn't isn't made to carry a workload obviously like he's not a big guy he's a back out of the backfield change of pace Jonathan Taylor's tired. Naheem Hines, you go in there. Like he's not even like a third down back because Jonathan Taylor is also a third down back. It's like when you're tired, we're putting in Naheem Hines. That's just how it is. Like right, because you have a you have a force like Jonathan Taylor. It keeps defenses. It keeps defenses on on their toes. Like you you don't know. It, it could be third and four, and if you have a guy like Jonathan Taylor back there, you're like, well, they could still run it, or they could pass it. If you put Naheem Hines back there, all right. What okay. if they put what if they put both back? Okay. Sure. That's great. Naheem Hines could be running in the slot more. I, I'll believe it when I see it. I don't care what people are doing in training camp. I mean, there's been so many things that have been like put in training camp that it's a test run and it does not at all happen in the NFL. There's 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 countless things that uh, that have been that way. So until I see Naheem Hines start producing, like he's been disappointing for like three years in a row. He has his big weeks. And then it's like four points, three points, two points, four points, oh, 24 points, four points, three points, two points, four points. If you get lucky and you start them in your flex on that 24 point, you hit it. But if you don't, you're going to be disappointed the whole rest of the season. I, I don't and like I, boomer bus plays on dart throws like that. When I could take guys like Khalil Herbert, Marlon Mack, who I think have a easier path to more volume in, 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 in the long run. And I do want to add underdog ADP was mentioned. That's a best ball format. And yeah, I think you would also agree, Bryce, in, in a best ball format. He's much, much higher. Yes. Much higher because, because of when bus. he does go off, you get yes. those points. Yes. So I'm with Absolutely. you there. And that's why I'm against using the underdog ADP because it's very skewed on players like Naheem yeah. Hines. But I do think that they will use him more. And I do think he's going to definitely do better than than rb 57 mm-hmm. yeah josh josh jacobs once said he was going to be way more involved in the past game and he really wasn't so like that's why i'm just saying like people they'll say stuff right all the time but it, it, when it comes down to the nitty-gritty the colts are going to try and compete to get to the playoffs compete in the playoffs they're going to give the ball to their best players Naheem Hines is low, way lower on that totem pole than, than the amount of guys on that team. But I think the Colts also got lucky that Jonathan Taylor didn't really get hurt too bad last year. He was a little banged that, up. I didn't maybe say it's a different. It's a different situation. And maybe what they're going to do is is not use JT so much throughout the year, save him for the end of the season, and give Naheem Hines some more work throughout the season. Yeah, Frank Frank Reich, I feel like didn't abuse JT terribly. I will say, I, I don't think did, he I, did I sell you yet? No, I think no. Naheem Hines is ranked. I think Naheem <laughs> Hines is ranked. I think his ranking is appropriate. I think right. It, it's right where it should be. All it's right, well, let's, let's, hear, let's hear your next one then. This ought to be good. Okay. Yeah, this is definitely one you don't agree with. <laughs> Ze- Zeke Elliott, Z- Ezekiel Elliott is ranked RB23 in Dynasty formats. 
Mm-hmm. I get it. He's getting old. Last year looked kind of bad, but Zeke was a top 10 fantasy asset last year. Now, I get it. You don't want to draft an aging aging running back unless you're trying to compete right away. But ranked 23 is kind of criminally low. Like He has not even performed, I don't think, outside of the top 10 yet in his career. He might have the year that got hurt because he also missed some games near the end of the year as well. But I believe his averages are right there in the top 10 every year. Go ahead and give me Zeke at running back 23 every day of the week, twice on Sunday. I mean, even if you don't get the value, like if you if you're not going to compete, right? You you get him and he's doing kind of slow. Your team's not looking too good and he's doing all right. Like he's doing his like 15 points, 12 to 12 to 18 points kind of deal. He has occasional 20 plus. Go flip him for a first round pick in 2023. Like a contender is going to take that that value i think like if, no. if if it means if i think i think they do a late a no. late 2023 first for a guy who's putting you up maybe around 18 point 14 15 points a week i i don't see why not like people do it people do it all the time like zeke played hurt last year a lot too and tony Poll- people think tony pollard's the answer tony pollard is not equipped to carry a full workload i don't think people get that like tony pollard that. cannot tony pollard cannot block like if you see him back there, he cannot block. He he goes out on routes only. Dak Prescott needs a guy back there that can block too. So I think Zeke's ranked too low at twenty at at twenty three. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so this this kind of falls back on what you said to my guy last time was I I think he's appropriately ranked. I mean, what guys ranked above him would you consider taking? Zeke ahead of. You know what? That's I mean, a good question. Let, I me, mean, let me go to the chat right here and I'll ask you pull it up. I'll ask you some of those questions. That's a good question. Because I was Zeke. about to write that. I usually write it down. I didn't write any on here. So you don't think like you're not taking into account like he was hurt all last year? Like he was never 100%, but he would not get off I think, the field. Like he wouldn't. No, I I mean, I, I think he's I think he's ranked appropriately at, at RB23. I mean, I'm looking at the running backs ranked to higher than him. Aaron Jones, David Montgomery. Leonard Fournette. I, I mean, I, I would I would take all those other guys ahead of him just as they're ranked. I mean, I, I I don't I have a hard time thinking that Zeke is is at a good value because I don't I can't name 21, 22 other running backs I'd rather have over him. That I mean that's my own opinion. I'd rather have Zeke than Josh Jacobs. Okay, I'll give you I'll give you Josh Jacobs. I would argue David Montgomery. No, see, I lose. You I think there, they're pretty equal. Okay. I, 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 it's not crazy. I mean, I don't. David Montgomery. I don't know where he's going to be like years soon. They got to like these rookies. Well, the, so the, the thing with David Montgomery though is he's he's younger. I mean, he's at least a couple years younger. So. He is. He is. So but he's already both going to be. He's already but, getting hurt too. The way he runs is hard. But if they're both about Mitchell? the same type of player, you Elijah go with Mitchell. Or no, right? Elijah Mitchell's ranked right below. There you go. Leonard Fournette, I, I couldn't like. I think Zeke has at least two or three more years. I don't know why. I think this might be Leonard Fournette's last. I wouldn't. I think Zeke could be potentially like more of a longer play. I think he's got value as a RB, high end RB two this year, along with. A I solid think you would, option. If if you want to go with your with your example of trading a twenty three first next year for a running back, I think you'd have a much easier time with someone like Leonard Fournette, assuming he's more efficient as he was last year than Ezekiel Elliott, because right. I don't think anyone's paying a 23 first for an aging, right now. an aging running, but even mid season, if, if, if they need a running back, 
So you wouldn't I, pay a 23 first for like Dalvin Cook or Alvin Kamara? They're aging the same age. I would, but they're better. They're better. They're better than Zeke, and they're ranked higher than Zeke, and they're always going to be ranked higher than Zeke. They haven't always been. They are. They're, now. They, they are always, always going to be now. Is what I mean. Yes. I don't think. I think Zeke could finish this year in the top ten. I really do. I think the touchdown upside's there. I think he's got to stay. He's got to stay healthy. Of course. He got beat up. He got beat up early. Of course. But I don't know. He's get, he's lost some burst. I'll give him that. He's not going to give you big plays. But if they get inside the ten yard line, Zeke's going to get a touch or two every every time. So I'll take the I'll take the touchdown upside and a little and he's got a little bit of PPR value. He's good for two or three receptions every every game, I feel like. So we'll see. You're, you're I, basically drafting Frank Gore at RB twenty three. That's the way I look at it. No. I mean that's just the way I look at it. It's Frank not, Gore? Yeah. Like when, when when Frank Gore his career lasted like right now. Years. Like Frank Gore three years ago. This, you're drafting Zeke as like Frank Gore three years ago. He's going to get you four my, my yards. Point, my, point, my point still stands. I think he. I think he could be flipped. <laughs> he could be flipped for more, and he's ranked too low. Like it, it, it might only be a couple guys too low, but it wouldn't surprise me if he finishes. Top, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't surprise me if he finishes top ten. I don't expect it. I expect okay. them to be more around the fifteen to twelve ranking area. But he also. I mean, he plays like the best. The best attribute is availability, and he's been available for most of his career for how much volume he's got. So I think that's fair. I'll give you that. All right. All right. Who's your next guy? I like this one. <laughs> I like this. One. You like this guy? I do. Like oh this yeah, one. I kind of yeah, stole like this, guy. this guy. I stole this guy from you. Yeah, All right. Yeah, I did kind of steal this guy from you. Okay, so Zamir White, running back, forty-seven. Zamir White of the Las Vegas Raiders. I still have difficulty remembering that they're not in Oakland anymore because that's that's where I'm from, baby. Rookie Zamir White. Now it may be a little bit too late to buy him at this price, RB forty-seven. I think over the last couple of days he's gone up. There's been a little bit of buzz that he's going to be a day one contributor and. Josh Jacobs' role is going to be lowered a little bit. But I still think now you can still obtain him for a very reasonable price. I think he is going to just climb up rankings as the season goes on. And as certainly next season, if, if Josh Jacobs isn't retained by the team, even if he is, I think he's just going to kill RB47. I, I, I easily see him as a, as a RB3 or better and so I think he's certainly someone to target right now while you still can. Bryce, I, I think you agree. Maybe you have anything else you want to add to that? Yeah. So we talked about how I've been kind of targeting this guy in, in rookie drafts, especially like later in the third round. He was like projected like early fourth round in a lot of mocks prior to this. And I think he's now you're going to see him going mid third because he's gaining traction, right? Yeah, he's, he's, ga he's gaining traction. And this dude would be... Probably drafted way earlier in the actual real NFL draft if injury didn't hurt him, right? So he is he played if on injury Georgia. Didn't hurt him. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, I'm sorry. Injury didn't hurt ah. his draft value. Injury didn't, injury didn't hurt his draft value. Okay. Uh, because he wasn't on the field, right? That he and James, I'm sorry. Was it James Cook and him both were Georgia? I don't I watch college. I don't I don't know what teams okay. Now I have to look it up because I don't want to sound stupid. But I believe that that James Cook was also oh my gosh just looking up the british do you know how many people I, I listen to on these shows and they like oh yeah yes oh yeah, uh, okay, yeah these are college both, like come these on are both, I, these are both georgia running backs so two georgia running backs got taken right last time didn't they, they win the championship they did yes boom georgia. 
Yes. So James Cook, I always mix up James Cook with Florida State because I'm pretty sure that's where Dalvin went, so, oh. which is weird. I know that. Yeah. But I, know. Uh, I don't follow college football very well either. I just end up seeing stuff like that. But they were both on both Georgia Bulldogs. Zamir White is way more of a polished like runner. Like he is a hard runner. And after the draft, Maurice, the thing that got me to start really looking at him was Maurice Jones Drew said that Zamir White looks like Adrian Peterson when he runs in between the tackles. Now, when you have a pro, a pro caliber running back or former pro caliber running back talking about a college running back like that, those guys know what they're talking about more than we do, right? They, they, they play the sport. They watch it. They've been in it. I will take Maurice Jones Drew's word over any analyst that did not play pro football. So once I heard that, I watched it. This dude's a brute. Like he might be Josh Jacobs and better once it's all said and done. And Josh McDaniels is the offensive coordinator and head coach now over at over. I'm sorry. I about said Oakland as well for the Las Vegas Raiders. And if he does any, like, I think he had a say, like people always say, Oh, running back fumble, Belichick's taking him out. I think Josh McDaniels had a say in that. So if, if Zamir White starts getting his starts getting the ball rolling, he's got the hot hand and stuff like that. And Josh Jacobs slips up once, or even if Zamir White's just outperforming him, I bet it's cutthroat. And and Josh McDaniels has no problem putting in the guy that's performing better in the game. So I, I think that, that it's time to sell Josh Jacobs and it's time to buy Zamir buy Zamir White because I think he will be the starting running back. Maybe not this season, but I think for sure next season he will be. They didn't pick up the fifth year option. Josh McDaniels hasn't ever, at least it doesn't look like he's tried to really pay up for running backs throughout his time with New England. They might just play on these rookie contracts and Zamir White might have value for two or three years and a little bit this year. So I think that's a slam dunk. When I saw you had it, I was like, darn, you can't put that one down. So that was a good one, Leone. Roster him before, in your notes, roster him now before the price is unattainable. I agree. That's right. And it, and uh, thank you, Off the Schneid. Dual ACL tears. Sneed. Concerned me with, huh? Off the Sneed. It's Schneid, I believe. Oh, Is shoot. It? I think it's I'm pretty sure it's Schneid. Schneid. Is it Schneid or Schneid? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, Cody's in here. He'll tell us. I just said, I don't know why I just didn't say Cody. Yes, I like it. Bryce is right. Damn. I was like, Schneid. Maybe he Bryce means you're right on Zeke. No, no, no. He, he already he, said he agreed with me. I don't team. know. Maybe we'll have to find out well, later. He said this when we were talking about Zeke, just so you know. This is the one I agree with you, Bryce, for the most <laughs> oh, part. I'm okay. sure I'm sure he probably didn't think about it. All right, all right. It's okay. Schneid. My, thir- my uh, third guy. Again, <laughs> a guy that's kind of like a, a big topic this offseason because he didn't really get to play last year until the playoffs. Cam Akers is running back 15. My argument for this is not the playoff performances. Because yeah, he was he was he his yards per carry in the playoffs were horrendous. It was but when you go to the playoffs, you're playing the best of the best. He was not going against these crappy defense. He didn't get to play against come the Jets. He didn't get to on. play against these other crappy teams. No, so, come on, making excuses. Oh, NFL, come on. NFL, NFL, every team is good. I don't want to hear this. Oh well, he played against. Uh, come on. Well, you, so you're gonna sit here and tell me that maybe? Oh, he played against the Niners bit. that you know, week. So teams don't try a little bit harder in the playoffs. And their defenses aren't better, which is why they're there. Okay. I don't I don't even really disagree with this pick, but I don't it kind of making excuses for Cam Akers. I don't I don't know about that. Cam Akers. Why can't why can't you just say, look, Cam Akers had an Achilles injury and he was a little slow to get all the he way full going? Slow. 
He didn't look slow. Well, he, he was didn't. only getting one and a half yards per carry. When you're getting hit, like, right when you touch the ball, and he's still, like, getting yards after contact, I'd be interested to see what his yards after contact were. He didn't look slow. He absolutely ran over and injured and looked like he almost looked like he paralyzed some dude on the field that one time. He got – I don't remember he did the thing on him, but he didn't realize the guy was actually injured. Yeah. Like, the dude yeah. looks amazing. Like, if, if Daryl Henderson and Sony Michelle can be fantasy relevant when they get the opportunity as the running back one in the Rams, Cam Akers is going to be a top 10 running back this year. At running back 15, I'm going to tell you right now, Cam Akers is going to – obviously – healthy is going to be a top seven running back this year top seven fantasy running back touchdown upsides there he catches the ball just as well as the other two backs did with michelle and 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 henderson it's those guys are now i don't even know where michelle is but henderson is basically irrelevant at this point until michelle went to miami i think yeah whoop de do da day with all the other six running backs (laughs) with all the other Sony Michelle's. Yeah. And all the other Michelle, <laughs> Miles Gaskin. Yeah, yeah they're Chase all the Evans. same guy. They're all the same guy. Yeah. Can't um, okay. Well, for, for Akers, I agree with you, but I, I, I think he's kind of ranked where he should be. I mean, maybe he might jump a couple spots, but I mean the the injury concern is a, is there for me a little bit. I know he came back and looked pretty good, but is that gonna is he going to be able to sustain that through just a few games? I don't, I don't know for sure. We haven't really seen a player at running back come back from an injury like that. He okay, looks so. pretty good. I would take him around this ADP wise. Pretty Antonio, pretty, Antonio Gibson or Cam Akers. I would probably go. That's close, that's that, close. and that's kind of what I mean. It's I mean he's kind of that's not close. Cam Akers, by a lot for me. Nick Chubb. I'd have Chubb higher. No, Akers. Derrick Henry. <laughs> I, I would have Akers higher than Henry just because I'm an ageist. It's yeah. true. But now what, what about, about Barkley? What about, what about Barkley? Well, no, no, no. Your guy's Barkley. So you pick no, Barkley. I think, those, I think these two dudes are are like, like I think Barkley is top five-ish. Where, t- talent-wise, where Cam Akers is more seven. I think Barkley's a little bit above. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I think, but I, mean, I think they're both ranked too low, right? Yeah, I, I understand. There's I, I think it's a good pick. I'm not going to really argue with you. I just think what, he's kind of ranked in the right spot, maybe a couple spots, but nothing to get too blown away about. That's all. What about Dal- this is the last one? I, it's a good one because I would struggle with this one. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. Really? Okay. I, I think they're fairly even, honestly. I think they're they're about there. I, I, I do think Akers talent. is undervalued. Like, I agree with you. Yeah. But we're, when you get to the top of the top, it's kind of hard to really slice in some hairs here. That's true. I think he's top 10 where, like, I don't like Nick Chubb in the top 10 personally, but that's only because Kareem Hunt's there, to be fair, which we'll talk about later. Well, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh. Okay. Go ahead with your fourth guy. All righty. Let's go. Okay. Tyler Algier, another rookie, RB41. I'm actually a little shocked that he's higher than Zamir White. I think that will probably change after this new buzz of Zamir White is coming around. But even still at 41, I think Algier could could finish the year as the lead back for the Falcons. Obviously, it's just the Falcons. You can't get too carried away with that. 
But as soon as as soon as the draft ended, they cut Mike Davis. It makes you think that they're happy with Algier and, and you know what they have there. The Falcons do need some wide receiver help, kind of unexpectedly, with Calvin Ridley now gone for the season. Maybe they knew that, maybe not. They drafted London, but even with London, they're going to need more wide receivers in place. So with with Cordell Patterson, he was used a lot of, as a running back last season. I expect him to be more in the receiver sort of capacity, which will then free up a lot of touches for Algier. He had a lot, I'm sorry, Mike Davis last year had a, actually a pretty decent size of the backfield, but he wasn't efficient at all. So that's why I think he was released. They bring in Algier. I think he's going to have a good season. I like this, uh, this rhyme I came up with, and I really do think it's good. The pathway is all clear for Algier. I mean, let's go, baby. RB41, you're killing me here. I'd easily take him above. Uh, I mean, we can pull up the list way higher than there's, that. There's, there's four guys ahead of him that I would, I would, I would take him above him of them. Just, just Chase Edmonds, Devin Singletary, Ramondre Stevenson, Corderell Patterson. Give me Algier over them. My, yeah. uh, Michael Carter, give me Algier. Agreed. Rashad White, maybe. I'd have to look more into it. Honestly, Algier is not a guy I've paid a ton of, atten- of attention to. I hope Brad, Brad said, I'm, I'm sure whatever it is, I, do, I probably don't agree with Leonie. <laughs> oh, oh, man. No, we both uh, agree Bryce is the most handsome person yeah, of all of Roto Heat. That was a good one, Brad, the, the <laughs> opening of last, last week's episode. So. My mom had to text me and talk, talk to me how funny it was. So that's how good it was. But uh, yeah, I, I agree. Algier is, is ranked a little low. I, was, like, I think he's like four or five spots low. So I put him like right outside of the of 30. Do you really think he's even lower than that? Like you put him in the top 32 or like I, I would say like 37 is as like or 36 is probably accurate because then it gets to like Kareem Hunt, Rashad White. I mean, Tony, Chase, Tony Edmonds, Pollard, honestly. Chase Edmonds, Devin Singletary. Yeah, yeah. I no, mean, I, yeah, I, if I put him to 36, he's above them. I'm good with that. Yeah, so I think he's like five or six spots low. I'd probably, I'd probably even take him over Tony Pollard because I don't want to do that's just a back out of the backfield. I want to do that has the potential to get fifteen to twenty touches a game, right? So, and Brad even asked, did Algier take over overtake Patterson? I don't think Patterson. I think it's more of like Patterson gets to go back to his position, and he still gets to sprinkle in as a running back. I think they're going to make Patterson be like a like a Debo. And they're going to use Algier as more like a traditional running back. Get more carries. Mitchell, yeah, yeah, but he's just not the same type of running back as as Elijah Mitchell. But yeah, like that. Like I think that's Al- Algier's a bruiser, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's more. Yeah, he's more of a in between the tackles type guy. Yeah, I mean, he can catch the ball yeah. out of the backfield, but they're going to really use Patterson for that. So I just think they're going to. It's going to be like the Niners. I just think they're going to have a, more of a traditional running back, and then they're going to use Patterson like Debo. That's kind of my feeling of the situation okay. especially because they're so hurting at wide receiver right now so Algier could end up being like a Damian Harris type of guy where yeah, yeah he's a low-end running back too but shoot for running back for ranked running back 41 that's great value at that point so absolutely buy him he might he might end up getting touchdown upside again the Falcons could be scary in a couple of years like if they get a quarterback whether it's Desmond Ritter comes into the league and he looks great or they end up sucking this year and drafting one of the top guys, they could come back next year with Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and Calvin Ridley. I, I think it's unlikely Calvin Ridley ends up there again, but it's possible. That's a scary, that's a scary like 
wide receiver core or receiving core. So they could immediately jump up to a high touchdown upside team just like that. If they get, if they get the right guy throwing the ball, it could be a great attraction for a free agent quarterback too. So we'll see. I think, I think Algiers is a great pick for, for that one. It's hard to hate any of these rookie running backs because they're ranked so low, especially these ones that weren't drafted to teams where you think they would be a starter right away. Yeah. When they have the opportunity to be one. So I, I agree with Mr. Algier, and I hate, absolutely hate your saying. You didn't, you didn't like that? It's just corny. I think it's funny. It's just, oh, okay. I, just, <laughs> I, read it, I read it and rolled my eyes. So, all right. This is a guy I've talked about. I'm sure we talked about w- way too much. Marlon Mack, ranked running back 58. This is a dart throw. Like, if you're running back 58, at this point, you're not losing value trying to get this guy. Like, if you miss on this, it's not hurting you. Right. Whereas some of these other guys like Zeke, Saquon, Akers, if you maybe reach a little bit and you miss, it hurts your team. Where if you, if it's, but if you, come on, can I, I don't want to interrupt you, but you are. Naheem Hines was 57 and you got, you got on me. He's 58. I said he was ranked accordingly. (laughs) I said he was ranked accordingly. All right. All right. right. I'll let you go. And, and there's there are more guys above Marlon Mack that I would much rather. Naheem Hines is ranked above Marlon Mack. Would you rather have Marlon Mack or Naheem Hines? Naheem Hines. No. Okay. So we're going to make this a video. Marlon Mack is the answer for that because the path to touches is, is better. Like Naheem Hines is going to have to land in a situation for some reason where he gets a lot more work. He's going to have to land on a team that is terrible and he's going to have to throw the ball a lot to where he gets. And you're living in the past, time. man. Just focus on your guy. Focus on your guy. Focus on the future. Exactly. That, but, but I'm transitioning to where Marlon Mack can be on any team because he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Yes, they have Rex Burkhead. Yes, they drafted a rookie running back. But Marlon Mack has proven to be efficient. Like, he's a better runner than Rex Burkhead. And who knows if this rookie running back, I believe from Florida, Damian Pierce, I believe is from Florida, tough runner. Like, he had, I think he's the guy that had that cool clip where he was running the ball and his helmet flung off and he was still running real hard. Did's, did's a, a stout guy, probably a, a, a similar running back to Algier, where he's a bruiser in between the tackles. Um, give me Marlon Mack all day for running back 58. If he has the potential to be a starter and get 15 to 18 touches a game, he's not very old. I believe he's only 26, maybe 27. He's 26. He's 26, 26. years. He's a 26-year-old running back. He happened to get replaced because he got injured. They drafted a running back. Prior to his injury, he he got injured. No, no, no. They got he got injured. They drafted Jonathan Taylor. Right. Jonathan Taylor obviously was just so much better than him. So he got weeded out just because Jonathan Taylor's a, a freak. Where Marlon Mack is still a serviceable running back, he could be a starter, and he could still be a starter in the league. And I think the Texans is a good is a good spot for him for that value at fifty eight. Again, there's there's guys above him ranked, just Naheem Hines. I. I... I, I agree with you at 58, take a shot on him. It could really pay off. I agree with that. Are there a lot of guys ahead of him that I would rather, that I wouldn't rather have? Probably not like Ronald Jones. Like to me, it's kind of about the same. So I guess at the ADP of Ronald Jones at 46, I'd rather have Marlon Mack at 58. I mean, I guess if you look at it that way, Chuba Hubbard, I'd rather have Marlon Mack. So yeah, I mean, I agree with you to a certain Chuba extent. Hubbard's a third stringer. Yeah, Melvin Gordon's ranked higher too. So yeah, I I mean I agree with you. Take the shot in, take the shot on Marlon Mack. Uh, there's there's enough upside there where I think it makes sense. So 
I like the pick. I agree with you. There's just some maybe some other guys I'd like more than him. So it wouldn't be a huge undervalue, especially like Naheem Hines, I think would be way higher. Not way higher, but a little bit higher. But you know, I think it's a good pick. I think I think I think Marlon Mack is definitely being overlooked. I think he could definitely end up in a favorable spot, especially next year, maybe even take the lead job this year. Would not surprise me. So yeah, I think I, I would imagine he is the starter going into week like i'm assuming going into like training camp or whatever i would assume he's the starter and the rookie has to take his job yeah would, i mean i guess it, I, yeah I don't think there's anybody else there that's right yeah Burkett. it just kind of depends on how it goes i guess i i think it could very well happen just as it did with jonathan taylor very early in the season obviously jonathan taylor is much better than anyone else on that organization but even still i'm I don't know. He he may not start the season. He he maybe he maybe he will for a couple weeks. We'll see. It might just be a huge committee where no one really starts too, which is very possible as well. Okay. All right. That's fair. All right. Go ahead and get to your last guy. This is this has been a very fun show. I I didn't think we would disagree as much as we we are. My last guy. I think you might agree with this one. Maybe not. Kareem Hunt, RB thirty three. He's twenty six. He does turn 27 in a few months, but he's 26. He's he has obviously dealt with some injuries, but even even still, he's he's performed pretty well overall, even even with some of those injuries. He was an RB one in 2020, just obviously last year, the year prior, and he's going to be an undrafted free agent next season, and so. He could very well end up in a very favorable spot. He'll be 27 next year, so still young enough to to make an impact. He he's he hasn't really. It doesn't seem like he's played a lot of downs, at, so he should have a lot of tread left on his tires. So I, I could definitely see him being a solid option two to three years down the line. Right now, you're getting him as a back end RB three. I think he's pretty safely an RB two to three for the next two to three years. So. I think taking him up near that, maybe just after Zeke range, I think makes the most sense. Maybe 10 spots up on ADP. I think he's a good value at 33. What do you think, Bryce? Yeah, I think he is too. I will say Kareem Hunt's been one of the most frustrating people in fantasy football. Like this dude should be on a team and he should be the number one running back on the team. Like I think the Cleveland Browns was absolutely like the worst landing spot for him fantasy wise after after he kicked that lady in that hotel, the, the Browns really like signing, signing some controversial. Yeah, players. but come on, like I mean, you look, you don't, you don't kick anyone. Yeah, but it could have been. I mean, it could have been a lot worse than it was. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He know. was, it, it, yeah, his was. It seems like minorly compared to what's going on right now. I mean, but yeah. Like, if you go back and watch that tape, you'd be like, he got, he got cut for that. I mean, yeah, like I'm instantly cut. Yeah, like immediately, as soon yeah. as the video was released. Yeah, yeah. But he's a running back; it's a more disposable position. So that's true. It, I, I think Kareem Hunt. I, I was just looking at the list. There's like seven guys that are above him that shouldn't be, including Damian Pierce, the guy that the Houston just drafted. Just uh, like backups that that aren't as good as him, and he's a backup. Like he is the best backup in the league at this point. Like he should be a team's number one running back, and he's not. It's frustrating as an owner. But he is a free agent here. Maybe what you say next season? He's a free agent. Yeah, next season. Next. So, season. who knows? He he'll be twenty seven, turning twenty eight next. No, season. no, 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 no. He's twenty six now. He's twenty seven in August. 
Right. So, so he'll, he'll be, be 27 next year, turning 28 in August. So he'll be 28 by the start of next season. Let me get out my calculator. Hold on. Yes, you're right. Yeah. All right. So he'll be 28 <laughs> starting next season. Like I said, that could be still and, – and like you mentioned, doesn't have a lot of tread on his tires. Could be good for one more season. I know Matt's has a lot of there, Has they a lot of tread on his tires. He does? Does he, though? Like, he doesn't touch the whole so. ton. And you got to lay out – look, California public education right here. Okay? <laughs> yeah. You gotta give me. To you gotta give me some slack, man. You gotta cut me some slack. Sure, Santa Cruz. But you gotta cut me some slack, man. Jeez. At least it's a public school. If it was a private school, it'd be a real issue. But, oh yeah, um, no, no, public all the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kareem Hunt is, is a slam dunk at, at running back thirty three. I think it would be. I think he's really good to acquire in drafts. I think it'd be really difficult to acquire him in a trade because. Whoever had him more than likely had him in their lineup every week. So if you were to try to trade for him at that ADP, you would think I'm trading for maybe a bench player. But in reality, you're trading for a person. You're trading for a startable. You're trading a starting asset. Yeah, Yeah. you're trading a starting asset to somebody. So I I think it's easier to acquire him in drafts of this ADP than it would be in a trade because the person that owns him knows his value. They already know. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Good point. All right. We got one more. This is a this is a homer pick, of course, but I think it's it's worth noting because I mean I was throwing. It got to the point where I was like, man, these guys are all ranked accordingly. Some some might be too low, some might be too high. But who is who is just like a dart, dart, dart throw? I like went all the way down to running back eighty eight. Running back eighty eight. This is a guy that's taking. This is probably a guy that's being taken in the last three rounds of deep dynasty leagues, right? Yeah. So virtually no value, no draft capital at all. Like a fifth round pick in draft capital, probably. James White. James White didn't play pretty much all last season. No running back for the New England Patriots was worth much in the past game last year. Ramondre Stevenson looked all right. He looked better than Damian Harris, that's for sure. J.J. Taylor looked okay. He's not good. James White is much better than all of them out of the backfield. It would be nice to see what Mac Jones does with a more polished art running back out of the backfield, especially with this receiving core that struggled to get open last year. They brought in Tyquan Thornton. Tyquan Thornton's not even taking reps with the number one team right now. He's he's more of a guy that I don't expect to see doing anything till next year anyway. They did bring in Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker is good when he's healthy. Problem is he hasn't been healthy since I think Julio Jones has been healthy, so forever. James White might have all the opportunity to be a, a okay flex play. And for for how low he's ranked, I was looking at all the people in all pos- all skill positions above and below him, and there were several that I was like, I would rather have James White, would rather have James White, would rather have James White. There were none below him that I'd rather have above him. So I just thought as one of the last picks in the draft, he was probably one of the more valuable assets that that I could get at this point. It's hard to hard to say anything against this guy since he's ranked so low. So do you do you think he's ranked too low, or do you think it's just like He's washed. It's over for him. Practice what you preach, man. Look at the top right there. James White on my team. Look at that. I got James Robinson on there. Zemir White. White. Look at that, baby. Um, Daryl Henderson's useless now. Yeah, I got Daryl Henderson. Yeah, no, but but I agree 100%. I think I I wish I would have saw him on the list. I had first dibs on our list here. I didn't. I don't think I scrolled down that far. Like honestly, I do. I do not think I saw him. I. I just think that you're 100 percent correct. I think he's a great value, especially at that ranking. Now I'd rather have Marlon Mack, and I'd rather have Naheem yes. Hines. Yep. Yeah, he's not. Ranked, but he's not I do agree 100. percent I mean, there there are probably 
at least 20 guys that are ranked higher than him that I would rather have James White. So I think that's a great call. And I think, I think that's, that's a, that's a really good way to, to end, to end the, end the segment of the show. Yeah, absolutely. James White finishes higher than Naheem Hines this season. You heard it here first. No, I'm just kidding. I, I put out, I, I think I'd still pick Naheem Hines for that, but right. I, I think they'll All be right. close. I think they'll be close. They're the All same right. back. But we're going to – we'll end it for those that are listening to this in a podcast form. Those who ask questions in the chat, stay tuned. We'll answer those here at the end. Those that are listening to this later, thank you for listening. We will have another one posted next week. And I think we're doing tight ends next week? Yeah, we might combine quarterbacks tight and tight ends. ends. Okay. Just because, you know, how many tight ends are really undervalued. That's true. That would be a really boring thing. show. Yeah. yeah. So we'll talk about some undervalued ADP values of tight ends and QBs that are way too low next week. So – we will see you then. Thanks for coming and asking questions. Thank you, man. Anytime, anytime. We're here every every, every Tuesday, Tuesday at yes. 8 o'clock Eastern time, 5 yes. o'clock West Coast is the best coast time. Mm. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. I was just on the East Coast. It's all right. Uh, all right. That's going to be it. Thanks, Trey, for coming in. Thank you, Cody, for being in the chat as well, guys. It'll get ramped up here. Season's getting closer and closer. I'm expecting... Things to heat up here closer to the closer to the season. We got mini camps coming up next week. People are going to be looking all that. Or mini camps started today, I believe, or yesterday. So yeah, mandatory mini there's camps. Gonna be, there's going to be way more hype and, and stuff rolling. We're going to get way more viewers. going to get way more fun in here. The chat's going to be. Thank you all for watching, and we will see you next week. Good night. The Dynasty Heat Seekers is a proud member of the Roto Heat family of podcasts. Find fantasy content ranging from Dynasty, Redraft, Devi, and more at rotoheat.com.